0: It's time for Outside the Box with Lincoln Stars head coach Rocky Russo and Lincoln Stars broadcaster Joel Norman on three seven The Ticket and theticketfm.com. It's Outside the Box. We're chatting Lincoln Stars hockey, being brought to you by Raising Cane's here on 93.7 The Ticket. I'm Joe Norman, and we're joined by Lincoln Stars defenseman Boston Buckberger as well as forward Keaton Peters as we continue here with tonight's show. And, guys, a great weekend last weekend, sweeping Tri-City. Anytime you can take care of business against a rival, that's got to be pretty sweet. Uh, let's, let's go through those two games real quickly. Friday's game was... At the Vero Center, which has been a tough place to play this season, you guys got it done. Uh, Keaton, you added another goal, a rare road goal for you. Most of your goals have come at home, haven't they? So uh, you've reached in the bag of tricks, and you got the first goal of that game, and I thought that was so important that night, getting that first goal, because, and you and I talked about this a little after that game, that's been an issue sometimes, where you've given up an early goal, maybe it's just an odd man rush, and then it's kind of gotten the eight ball going the wrong way, so... Things really start out well, thanks to that goal. Uh, did, was there a moment where you was it maybe around that goal, maybe shortly after you guys kind of felt like, okay, tonight is going to be different.
1: Yeah, well, I think Rocky always talks about the first five minutes of the game how important it is uh, to come out, come out and swing um, really, really hard and, and get that first goal. It'll create a lot of momentum for the team going forward and end up playing the the whole sixty minutes hard the same way we played the first five.
0: In Boston, you guys just kind of kept pouring it on after that. You got the goal from Doug, and then second period was a bit of a battle, but open the third like you opened the game.
2: Yeah, I mean, um, I think that the preparation for that game started, like, literally after the Fargo weekend, he's like, Rocky said, Sunday morning, wake up and be focused on Tri-City. And I think that we had a killer instinct the whole week. Practice was great. So I think that, like, like even Tuesday, I felt like we were going to be coming in really confident, knowing that we're going to get four points this weekend. And, uh, yeah, obviously we had a lot of penalties to kill in that second period, which was a bit of adversity. Uh, pretty cool that we were able to succeed through all that. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was a great great first game, obviously, in Tri-City there because we were a bit uh snake bin.
1: Yeah, and we've played them, like, what, seven times already? Ten. Ten, <laughs> ten times already? Like, it's not even halfway Crazy. through the season. We've played them ten times. It's a lot. The yeah. last – the last games of the regular season I think we have them too and that's it for them I, yeah. I think it's crazy the, how how often we play them
0: three yeah. more games left them but in the season series but not again till March 29th yeah. wow. what's that like seeing the same team so much
1: well it gets really competitive every guy knows every guy on the ice um, you you build a, a tox toxicness with them like everyone hates each other on that team I think
2: yeah, obviously like there's a certain guys that uh pick on us and then we gotta give it to certain guys on their team as well. But uh I mean it's it's been great battling with them all year and obviously um nice to beat them quite a bit. Obviously I wasn't here last year, but from last year's um occurrences, what happened with that team, it's nice to beat those guys every night.
0: Yeah, six and four against Tri City, can't say that enough. Uh yeah.
2: six three and one technically with
0: mm-hmm. the overtime loss. Yeah. Um let's shift our focus then to Saturday's game, which was you could argue one of the more exciting games this season. You play a rivalry type of game like that, a you know, close one throughout, Any either team could have had that. And that was something I thought midway through that third period, even before the, the second goal of the game was scored by Tri-City, I kept thinking, this is anyone's game. And this is what it's all about right now, is that this is what this league is about. Anyone can beat anyone, doesn't matter where you are in the standings. You guys gave up that goal midway through the period, but answered shortly after. Was there something on the bench, maybe when they took the 2-1 lead, where you thought, okay, let's just get a good shift in here and let's get it going?
2: I think that uh, after that, we just kind of persisted through that, whatever it was. And like I think we knew that we were going to tie it up and take the game to maybe extra time or score it late. Um, I don't know. I think that... The boys just got rallied together and obviously 3,200 fans helps and yeah. just right behind us. And uh, I think that for that reason, too, we just we weren't going to lose that game.
1: Yeah, that, I think that was a, the most amount of fans we've had this year. This so, season. Yeah. Yeah. Felt felt amazing. It was a great atmosphere. It felt like a playoff game. Um, it was such a close game. Very competitive. Went Went all the way past 60 minutes, too, which is always exciting.
0: What I always say about the icebox is that it feels like almost every game is a playoff game there. The fans are, no matter what type of night it is, Friday, Saturday, I guess we'll see with some weekday games here coming up, what it's like, but it just feels like the energy is always there. And you guys had to just feed off of that, I imagine, Saturday
2: night. 100%. I feel like even mid-play, there's never a dull moment. Like You're always on the bench, and I feel like in some other ranks, I don't want to talk down on any opponents, but... um. I know it's obviously a bit quieter, and I think that the icebox energy is just something that's just different in terms of like playing in the league, and we just kind of rally behind that, and uh gives us a little bit of momentum before the game even starts.
1: Yeah, you look at Sioux Falls's rink, they've got an amazing rink, amazing facility, but I think it's so big, it's kind of dead in there. The yeah. fi- they get fans, but they don't always fill them up, and, and it's hard to create a buzz and energy in that building because it's so big.
0: More modern rink, and I think you've heard that. I've heard that in the NHL a few times about some of the rinks that you know it's very nice, it's modern. But compared to what you used to have, it's. I think there's something about having the the character that the ice box has, and it maybe holds a little bit more sound in as well, makes it sound like three thousand sounds like ten thousand sometimes
1: yeah. <laughs> for yeah. sure. Yeah, for sure. That uh, the first minute of the the third period is always crazy. Oh, I can't yeah. hear myself think out there.
2: The minute of madness. That's the I, I think I it's, love that. Uh, I. Personally, I hate it because you can't yeah. hear your teammates. But, I mean, for yeah. a broadcaster yeah. or fan, it's got to be the most fun minute of the game. Little it, kids, too. I keep hoping we're going to
0: get one and that opening minute, and oh, then it's just going to go even crazier at that moment. But maybe Friday. Maybe it's going to happen against Sioux City. As we mentioned, Stars hosting the Sioux City Musketeers, defending Clark Cup champions. Their first trip to Lincoln here, the regular season, Friday night, 7.05 p.m. You can get your tickets for that one now at lincolnstars.com. Now, uh, that was it's interesting you guys are facing we talked about you know playing tri-city so much you've only seen sioux city once i imagine that's kind of nice for you guys where okay we've got a game we can kind of go into and you don't you're not sitting there at your stall going uh, well i gotta go against you know 27 tonight or you know 15 i don't have to worry about that guy kind of hounding me because i know he's going to be in the same spots is that how nice is that for you guys facing someone different
1: right it kind of feels like a fresh start almost um when you play the same team over and over again, it gets really draining. Um, so so it'll be nice to, to see a new opponent. Opponent For sure.
2: Weekend. And I think that, like, um, they're like nothing's in your head going into that game, too. Like, with the slate clean, as you said, Joel, like, you can just kind of go in with a mindset that, uh, well, it could be anyone's game tonight and we'll have to bring it because I uh, don't know what they're bringing. But um, Rocky said all week that they're playing the best hockey they've played all year, so mm-hmm. it'll be a good test for us.
0: They've made some trades too, and they've kind of changed up personnel a little bit. So certainly something to play for with them. These next two weeks, I've looked at it and said, "This is an interesting little stretch in the schedule because you got Sioux City, we said we've seen once, and it's been over two months since that last happened. That was on the road. Next weekend, not to look ahead too much, but you got Waterloo and you got Des Moines. Every game with Des Moines has been close. Drop both games with Waterloo. It's." You can kind of do this with a schedule, but I think you looked at Not that you look at any game lesser than another, but you go, this is a big stretch right here. This is a different – it's got a different feel to it. And a lot of these games coming up too, these three of the next four after Friday, the next three are all going to be on the road as well. And you guys have had a ton of success at home. You've been turning it around on the road as well. But the way I look at it, a really big stretch coming up.
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, I think this point in the season – um, having Fargo and us and Waterloo so close together. I mean, Waterloo's only behind us one point. We're, we're catching Fargo, too. Um, each game matters. Two points are two points. doesn't matter who you're playing.
2: For sure. And obviously, yeah, we went to Waterloo that one weekend, and we uh got kind of got ran out of the building, I'd say, like on that second night after uh, they beat us on 6-1 or something. First night, so yeah. uh, it'll be nice to battle against those guys. Obviously, yeah, Des Moines win close games every time. So... Hopefully we can uh, make a statement this weekend and to follow it up next weekend.
0: Looking forward to that game with Waterloo in particular because that second night you guys played them, that was that had a playoff hockey feel. And there's been a few times this summer where I've gone, wow, you know, just these two teams matching on this night feels like playoff hockey. So. Uh, that's going be and they made a trade recently too. they got one of the better players from Madison, so that's uh, something to watch for in in that regard Now I want to switch things up we've been going pretty hard into the hockey talk. I want to go back I, you know Boston you've been pretty busy the last couple of days last night you had a chance to come over to Freddy's. and a uh, great partnership between the stars and Freddy's. you as long as, as well as Claus Weinberg's and Jared Mangan are over there helping out in the kitchen um, first off, let me ask you this what were your kind of your, your expectations going into that into the evening?
2: Well, I wanted to learn something because I'd never worked in a fast food setting before um so it was actually pretty cool just going in there kind of like empty-handed and not know what i was going to do at all but um the workers in there were very kind and friendly and went in there actually had tons of fun just like talking everyone meeting new faces and uh i got to uh, learn how to do uh the drive-through flip some burgers they do it a special way so that was pretty cool and uh make some custard and it was an awesome time obviously Klaus, he's a funny guy being latvian and then jared mangan mango uh no words need to be said about him he's probably he's the clown. funniest guy on the team i'd say <laughs> so it was a great time
1: yeah you guys got to go on tiktok live the whole time too
2: yeah and that was uh that was interesting some of the questions and comments that carly was telling us but uh i guess the fans like it so give them what they want
0: i think the real highlight was you know buck burger making a burger i think a lot of people were asking for a moment like that at some point just from the pun side uh what was your favorite thing from the night you got to do
2: i think the burgers, definitely. You're pretty good at those. Yeah, I was I was getting the hang of it there. So you like kinda press it down and then kinda go around. It was kinda it was a fun thing to do and uh the workers, Anna and Blake, I believe, are back there with Carly the whole time and just hanging out, talking with me about mm-hmm. back home and where they're from. It's just a cool relationship for Bill.
0: Really cool. And one of their managers said to me, I, I said, don't say it too loud. I don't want the players to hear this right now. She said, your players are working harder than some of my workers are. <laughs> so I, I enjoyed that. So, hey, there you go. Oh, might oh, be an stuff. option there. Good stuff. Uh, Keaton, what's been your favorite event here in the the community that you've gotten a chance to do this year? That's It's a great thing. I think the Stars do a great job of getting out there and helping out here in Lincoln.
1: Yeah, I had a really fun time with uh, the bowling with the fans just this past Sunday. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. All the guys – um, we we actually had a really good fan turnout, which was fun to see. Do some uh, signatures for them after. It's always nice to give back to the fans because there's a, those are the people that are supporting us the most. You know, they they allow us to play with uh, ticket sales and coming and, and showing love for us. So
0: yeah. Who's the best bowler on the team at the event? I know you guys were kind of jumping around. Who's the best one for that?
2: I think a lot of guys were putting some spin on it by the end. <laughs> like it, was like I think DJ Hart was going pretty hard. Jared Mangan again. Uh, I don't know. I think uh, Coach Rocky was pretty good. Rocky, I, I yeah. didn't get to see Z and Art, but I'm sure – I feel like Art's a good bowler. I don't know why. I just feel like Art would be a good bowler.
0: I was told Art had his own shoes and his own bowling ball. So not I mean, surprised. <laughs> who do you think was the best, Keaton? I don't know who the best was, but I could
1: tell you who the worst was. I think Mason, Mason might have hit <laughs> – Four pins that entire two hours. I don't, I don't think he was very good at all. <laughs> oh, well.
0: Well, that's, that's something maybe I'll have to work on the next event as well. <laughs> we'll continue our talk here just a moment. We're going to take a quick break. This is Outside the Box, being brought to you by Raising Canes on 93.7, The Ticket.